So regardless whether we want to or not, we are influenced by a myriad of factors. The people around us, what they believe and how they act, the culture we are immersed in, what we think is right and wrong, or what we were exposed to as what is right and wrong, the religion we were introduced to, the belief systems we were taught were um, important. All of these form and shape who we are. But yes, as much as we control the and decide the person we become, our worldview and our belief systems, we don't exist in a vacuum. And the context we find ourselves in become inputs to the person we become. I believe we interact with the world and that interaction and how we integrate and absorb or bring value to that interaction makes us who we are. That's why it's important to choose and to be conscious of what you let yourself be influenced by or which voices you listen to. In terms of influences and voices in our lives, um, I'd like to differentiate that there are people that you reach out for certain things when it comes to your career, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to a busted bulb or a flat tire. Yes, you get influenced by the opinions and advice of other people on what to do, what career trajectory to take, how to plan for your retirement, and which um, coffee shops are the best. But there is also a subtle and maybe even more important dimension where we are influenced, and that is our self-identity and self-perception. How we see ourselves and... And even here, you know, we are affected by how people see us. So that is the context of um, my reflection for today. Um, In particular, I find myself living in the province for the past five years. And I didn't realize how much influence the people around me had on myself, on my self-image. When I was living in the city, I meet a lot of like-minded and different-minded people that stimulated me intellectually and challenged my worldviews and opinions. A pretty diverse group, I would say. But since moving back to the province, my immediate circle has only been of one type. And it's the traditional adults of the baby boomer generation. Their worldview and perception of success is very traditional. And since I'm a 30-something single woman... My civil status is so very visible to them. And this has prompted so much unsolicited advice. And I used to just smile and brush it off. I was secure in the knowledge that I'm more than my civil status and that I'm a wonderfully complex human being who is passionate, introspective, independent, with all my flaws and scars included. I knew they were coming from a good place, and I knew that we just had different perspectives in life. But, you know, I realized that hearing the same opinions and sentiments like week in and week out slowly and unknowingly got to me. When people tell you, you know, that you'll be sad and you'll regret it, when they say that to you once, you can be like, no, I'm fine. I know myself. But if they tell that to you, Every time, in every week, 
And when they see you, you're like a walking advertisement of someone who's soon to be a sad person. You begin to question yourself. And I slowly did. It was a healthy questioning at the start of thinking that maybe I'm wrong. You know, I can't always be correct. And there is some truth into what they're saying. I mean, they've had decades worth of life experience more than me. They have gone through a lot of challenges and still, they say that marriage and kids will make people happy. So maybe I'm wrong. There's no way I can be single and still be happy. And looking back, it was such a scary spiral to listen to myself and to let that narrative um, like permeate and, and sink into me. I doubted my own truth and my self-knowledge about myself. Until one day, because I was doing that narrative over my head and questioning myself, one day when I heard the same set of opinions and well-meaning advice actually about my future loneliness, I was very defensive and could not stand to be in the same room. So I just called my sister and ranted about it, about how I'm tired of hearing all of these. And I cried. And I realized how much this has affected me. And I was slowly seeing myself, how others appeared to see me, which came from this like very complex person I identified myself with, has shrunk and shriveled to this person whose life meaning is defined by her civil status. And I was letting myself be influenced and question that maybe my happiness and my meaning did rely on what they were saying, which was a concept that was so very foreign to me at the start. So I cried, yes, which surprised me. Then I prayed because I felt very overwhelmed and I was just seeking consolation from God and I was just asking Him to be with me to have to give me the grace to be in his presence and you know that prayer alone is so powerful for me and has the power to calm me down and and quiet my mind and my soul and i imagine god at that moment just looking at me smiling at me indulgently and even embracing me just to give me that consolation and because of that you know i recall how much god loves me and i cry again (laughs) and i ask myself who am i in god's eyes and i realize that if god would describe me i think my singleness and my civil status won't even make the cut and i realize i should listen more to god more than I listen to other voices. Because I believe that God knows me more than I know myself. Like I, the self I'm discovering and I'm trying to reflect, the self I'm becoming every day, God sees with so much clarity than I do. I have to take time to reflect, to journal it down, to process everything, to understand myself. Whereas God just looks and sees me. And because God understands me, His love holds so much meaning than any self-love I have for myself. 
because his love is clear. It's like a, a baby. I feel it's like a baby who can't express um, or doesn't have the right words, you know, when it's crying. And just knows, when a baby's crying, it just, know, it just knows that it's uncomfortable. So it cries. But the parent um, sees the discomfort is coming, for example, from a wet diaper. And so the parent changes the diaper. So the baby feels comfortable again and the baby stops crying. But the baby never knew it was the diaper. And I feel it's like we're like the baby and God is the parent. And God sees things about ourselves more clearly than you do yourself. So he knows you better. So I guess I should listen more to my parent, to God first, before I listen to myself and before I listen to other babies who, you know, are also just babies and trying to guess what's bothering them and what, what's bothering me. So we're all just babies discovering the world. So my realization is that, number one, I should be anchored in God's perception of me. I should always ask myself, how does God see me? So whenever I feel anxious about new situations like starting something new, like a podcast, or a business, or a new relationship, or whenever I feel I would fail, I would fail in business, I feel like a failure to myself, I feel like I failed in a relationship, or whenever I care too much about what other people would think, I should stop and stop and ask myself, but how does God see me? If I fail, how does God see me? If I start this podcast, how does God see me? If other people don't like me, how does God see me? And I should let that answer be, or I should let that dictate how I act. Number two realization is that I should ask, how do I see myself? More than listening to how others see me, I should ask, um, how do I see myself? Because number three is, I believe that God should be the number one influencer in how I see myself. The challenge is, can I see myself how God sees me? If God says, you're beautiful, can I accept that? If God says, he loves me with all my flaws, can I accept that? And I should build my self-image around that because if God knows me more than I do myself, then I should trust his judgment of me. And next realization is that everything else outside of God's perception of me, how God sees me, and how I see myself, everything else are just other voices. Sometimes those voices are just noise. At the same time, I should also not like discount the world. And I should listen to other people, other babies out there, because there is some value there. Sometimes God uses other people around me to reach me. And I just need to develop and to cultivate a mental fortitude, strong faith, and strength, and the belief that God is also there and God is with me. 
And if I'm able to do that, I, I really believe that God will be able to reach me better through all channels. And it, it would be easier to listen to God. But the danger is if you can't sift through what is God's message for you and what is just other human beings' opinion, what other humans' opinions are, it can be difficult. So how do you listen to God? The next question. The danger is that, you know, it's one thing to know that I should listen to God, but am I? And I think like in any relationship, it takes effort and you need to put in time to invest into that relationship. So I guess, you know, you need to pray. You need to give God your time to be open to Him, to be honest with Him, and to be able to see Him in all things throughout your day. So that it comes to a point when you know you're closest to someone, when every joy, every fear, every anxiousness you feel, every problem you encounter, you know, your first thought and person that you'd want to share it with is God. And if that's your spouse, then it means that's the person you're closest to. If that's your best friend, that's the person um, you're closest to. But if you can redirect all of that to God, then I feel you can listen to Him more. Because the logical thing to do is that the voice that is important to you, you listen to that voice more. So, if it's God, then you need to invest into that relationship. So that one day when things happen, you can differentiate noise, the noise from what's important. So the next time it actually happens, so this happened like maybe six months ago. And the next time that it happened, after I had my prayer and my realization, and slowly I let it sunk in that God is important and God sees me so much differently. I'm able to see it as a compliment when other people give me unsolicited advice. That they see me as a person worth getting to know. And that the judgment I felt they had for me and the pity that they expressed and felt for me were actually my own judgments about them. They never said I'm defined by my civil status. They never said I can't be happy. Wait, they did say that. <laughs> but it's their truth. And they were just being themselves. It's the exact same message. It's the exact same situation I found myself in. But because I am secure in God's view of me and how God sees me, you know, I can see it for what it is, that it's really coming from a heart that has good intentions. So I hope you also have that. So thank you. I hope this semi-rant episode has helped you um, and made you think about whose voice do you listen to, the role of your own voice in your own self-image and perception and who you let influence you because there are influences and who do you let influence your own self-image and self-perception and whatever the answer whether it's god whether it's yourself whether it's your dog i hope it's something you consciously choose to listen to